tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. It's just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? I ain't much for begging. Nobody ever gave me nothing. So I say, fuck that thing. Let's fight it. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I'm your host, J.M. Prater, and I'm joined today by uh, a great person, special guest, Aaron Percival, Corporal Hicks from AVP Galaxy. And today, I really, this is a, a one of a series of four and probably more spotlight on fandom that we feel like was necessary um, to just kind of talk to people who have been involved in the alien fandom and uh, just kind of create a, a better sense of unity and community. So welcome on the show, Aaron. No worries. Thank you for inviting me and thanks for <laughs> having me on first. Absolutely. All this. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, I know you from way back. I think I've been in contact with you in many, in, in some way for probably 10 years at least, um, I think. Um I don't know. Definitely, definitely about seven or so. Yeah, because I was on. Uh, I was active on the boards for a long, 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 long time before I kind of tore off and started doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember from the Prometheus days. Yes, yes, and uh, so if no one knows, uh, I my handle on uh, the AVP Galaxy forums was this Bethesda C, and I was. A furious poster and all-around engager uh, on those amazing forums, which are still very well and very alive, especially in the age of social media, where forums are kind of going away. That one mm-hmm. has remained really um, an active source of uh, community, so I think it's awesome. And uh, again, that's kind of where I met. I didn't realize that you were involved. I knew that your name was Corporal Hicks, and then I didn't realize that you your involvement in AVP Galaxy until probably a few months later. Um, but really, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about your intro into the alien fandom and how that led up to AVP Galaxy. Oh, how long we got? Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I I always feel really young um, when it comes to the fandom, but when I think about it, I've been around for about. 17 years now are maybe th- more I'm not, are you 30 I'm yet not, are you in your 30s i'm tw- I'm, I'm 28 i'm okay. 29 Nearly. in a couple of months so i think my first experience with alien with the series was when i was five well actually i tell like it was the day before i turned five um so it's been a part of my life for a long time do you, I don't know if you know about the um, this ride. Um, are you aware of something called Aliens Ride at the Speed of Fright? I am aware of of it, and that's it. Like I know of it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay, it's so we're talking. We're talking about 1995, and it's um, it was like an old virtual reality 
4D, what passed for those kind of experiences back in those days. So it's like a motion motion controlled cinema experience. Um, so you, your chairs were moving around and you were throwing about to some really cheesy, um, you know, footage on the screen. Um, so I remember queuing up to get into the thing. Uh, we'd gone literally the day before my fifth birthday because it was at a theme park we have over here called American Adventure. And I remember like a model of an alien hanging over the um, the entrance to the attraction. And for ages, I actually thought I'd made this up uh, because I never knew anybody else who'd heard of this ride or this attraction. Uh, but then when the anthology came out about eight years ago, they had the footage of that, of, of the, the ride on the DVD, uh, on the Blu-ray, sorry. And um, so it is actually on there for folk to watch. Uh, the pre-footage and the actual footage and it was cheesy as hell cheesy as hell <laughs> but but it has one of my all-time favorite star trek actors in it actually um it's one of the main guys uh, jeffrey coombs i don't know how familiar you are oh, with yeah. star trek oh yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a fan yeah so weyoun and shran um but that led to that led to about five years of nightmares uh, because when i got home we watched Aliens, we started to watch Aliens, we got halfway through it, got to the chestburster scene with Barbara Coles, and that was it, turned off, couldn't handle it, but I was fascinated with it so much for the next five years, um, nightmares nearly every night, I slept face down because my logic at that age was with my chest against the mattress, a chestburster couldn't come out if I was infected. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> so it had, <laughs> had quite an effect on me, but... When I was 10, um, my dad forced me to watch the whole thing through um, and sort of face the fears kind of thing. And from that point on, I was then just obsessed. And at that point, I ventured online. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you'll remember this website. Um, it, was, it was a site called AVP News. I don't. Okay, so... Back in the early 2000s, there was like a trio of big three websites. There was AVP News, um, there was Planet AVP, and there was AVP Nation, I think it was. Um, so they were like the big, you know, the big community back then. And AVP News was my first sort of uh, venture onto um, onto online fandom. And the news groups as well. I'm, I'm that old. I remember the uh, mail oh, news yeah. groups. Me too, me too. Alt.cult.movies.alien, <laughs> I think it was. I remember searching those furiously for news. I mean, yeah, yeah, those were those were actually some exciting times because there wasn't a community. That was it. And news would uh, travel there. You'd end up finding out stuff that you couldn't you didn't know about even in the age of the internet. Mhm. But then it was it was still slow internet. I mean, <sighs> I, I would say it's probably the only the last, I don't know, eight years or so maybe that we're now at that instantaneous, um, you know, information dissemination thing, mm -hmm. largely due to Facebook and Twitter, I guess. They're their own, you know, microcosms of the internet. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that, was, that was my first toe dipping and it was also my first real experience with fandom. And how divisive fandom was and how divisive alien fandom was, even back then. You know, one of the first things I remember is seeing somebody bitching about aliens and James Cameron and the Queen. And at that point, I'm like, what? 
why are you people hating on these <laughs> on this film? So, yeah, I've, I've been around that sort of attitude, that sort of fandom for a long time. Um, so that's that's entry into fandom to AVP Galaxy. There's still a bit going, mate. There's still a bit of a story to this. Okay. Um, so a few years later, when I was 12 or 13, I can't remember exactly, I taught myself HTML over a weekend. And I was still obsessed with AVP at this, uh, with Alien and Predator, um, more so Alien, to be honest. Um, so I taught myself HTML over a weekend. I made this crappy little website that was about me and about my interests, blah, 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 blah. But then I eventually turned it towards making my own um, Alien and Predator-focused website. So over the next three or four years, I worked on this awful awful website uh, called <laughs> <laughs> called AVP new uh, AVP world um and it was during this time that uh, AVP galaxy popped up and another website called the ultimate predator so we were all 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 us people who were running these websites we knew each other we were in a friendly competition kind of thing um so i was i ended up being quite close friends with with a lot of um a lot of those guys so darkness was the guy who ran avp uh, galaxy still does uh, we co-admin it together and a fella called ian ran ultimate predator so fast forward to the first avp film coming out and it was like luster um Darkness shut down EVP Galaxy because he was that disappointed over it. I lasted a little bit longer, but I stopped working on EVP World because I was sick of doing all the technical stuff myself. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just wanted to do editorial stuff. So I ended up actually helping out at reincarnate version of AVP News. Um, the guys who ran that tried to bring it back, you know, back to life. Um, about the mid 2000s because that disappeared for a while because that was actually that was sort of fox sponsored back in the day so they they were in close contact with them um, with the people at fox um they the, their webmasters actually ended up being credited on some of the later games i think they got credits in the avps and extinction and concrete jungle and um, so they were pretty you know pretty heavily involved so Fox owned actually owned their domain, um, the, the 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 web address, and when their lease ran out, uh, Fox didn't renew it for whatever reason, uh, but still kept ownership of it, if I remember rightly. Uh, but you know, about eight years later or whatever, uh, they tried to bring it, you know bring it back to life, and I jumped at the chance to help these guys who were my first real sort of community uh, online. So I. I a lot of my attitude to to community and fandom I attribute to some of the experiences I, I had on that website. You know, I always think back to me asking about the old card game from the you know from about two thousands, and I remember some guy just offering to send me his spares. Um, so that's the sort of attitude that I always carry forward with me when it comes to uh, it comes to this kind of thing. I'm just you know kindness to strangers totally. and kind, kindness to your yeah. community yeah yeah 
Um, so yeah, I jumped at the chance to work uh, with one of these guys who who ran this website, and then he left, and I was left holding the you know the bag <laughs> on this other website, which was a language that I didn't really understand. I knew HTML, but I didn't know PHP, so I couldn't really do anything with the website. I had no access to the admin stuff on the forum, so I gave up. No, then the review for AVP two, which would become AVP Requiem came out heard the the leaked script review i don't know if you remember that but um, it was i do i mean there was so much going on then too i mean I, I although admittedly i'm not an avp fan although i enjoyed the first film uh i don't think it was necessarily good um i'm more of no. an alien fan but i was active with certainly with avp galaxy and those sites because those were the only sites around really um, that you could kind of find somewhat of a community, a forum community. Mm, they, they've come and gone so much over over those years. I mean, like you said earlier, ours is probably the only old school, really uh, forum style community that is genuinely alive and kicking. But back then, I remember so many. I was a member of so many different forums and a regular visitor to so many sites. Um, I, I still remember so so many old ones, you know, um, Alien Experience, Alien Legend, pretty much en- um, anything hosted by Planet AVP. And you can still visit these websites with uh, Wayback Machine, actually. I do tend to take nostalgia trips and look at, you know, these old 2000, mid-2000 websites just to, you know, have a, have a little flashback to the uh, what I tend to think of, like, the, the golden age of... Um, online avp alien and i will always abbreviate alien and predator down to avp that's just how i was that was where the community was when i came in that's it was all associated together and that's i, I want to kind of ask you about that like were you a f- always a fan obviously as everyone knows you admin and help run avp galaxy i mean really i think corporal hicks and um, your first name and last name are almost interchangeable with AVP. But are you a, f- sounds kind of a, like an odd question, but are you a fan of the crossover or is it just kind of where you landed? The the concept of Alien vs. Predator is the only crossover concept that I genuinely think works. But I came into this when the concept wasn't so solid. So, a- Alien is the reason I'm interested in in Predator. It's as simple as that. Got it. You no, know, Alien. It was my fear of Alien that affected me all those years. It was a fast. It was a fascination with the creature and the films because of that fear. Um, I've got so many memories of earlier on in you know in my years that simply revolve around fear of the alien. Um, hiding behind the settee, watching my dad play Alien trilogy on the Sega Saturn. Um, being too scared to even look at the you know the game box um which had that awesome alien 3 sort of promo um grab of of the alien um but then a game another game came out called alien vs predator so there's been lots of alien vs predator games over the years it, it's not just 2000 when when um well, what's known as AVP 2000, AVP Classic these days, um, came out. They've been around for ages. The comics were all prior to this, whatever. But it was it was through that game that I was exposed to to AVP, um, it and and to Predator, and it was 
the whole reason AVP Galaxy exists is because Darkness did it as a resource site for AVP 2, the sequel to, you know, AVP Classic. And it's that game that I spent so much of my sort of teenage years playing. A lot of multiplayer on that game, a lot of single player on that game. I mean, I know you're not really a gamer yourself, but that that was the big thing at the time, and it was popular. It was good. It was a good game. It was a good story. Um, and then the films solid, you know, solid the concept. Because as much as I, I'm the type of person that will always try and look at things to enjoy in um, in stuff. What's what's the point in devoting my time to franchise and uh, you know entries that are going to anger me? So I will always sort of look on the bright side of stuff. So I can enjoy AVP. There's stuff in it I like, but Requiem, I won't, I won't give any <laughs> <laughs> any yeah. leeway to. Um, so yeah, I, I like the concept. Um, I like the old games. Um, some of the newer comics and, and the novels I enjoy as well. But I've, I've always been more of an Alien fan. But through my introduction to Predator, through AVP, through the crossover, I'm, I'm it's a big Predator fan as well, but definitely always more leaning on the alien side. Um, do you... I, 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 again, this is an obvious question, but I'm asking it because sometimes it's not an obvious answer. Obviously, you're... you're username is Corporal Hicks. Is Aliens your favorite of the trilogy, or is it another? I have no favorite of the trilogy. That's right. We've been over this before. Yeah. 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 You just so, lo- you uh, love them all. One, one, two, and three, I, you know, a perfect trilogy for me. Um, obviously, I don't understand Alien 3 has plenty of flaws, but I, I love that as much as I love the other two, and whichever ones I want to watch, it depends entirely on my mood at the time. Yeah, yeah. I would say I look at them. I mean, I have a favorite just because of where, it, it, as you know, where I met the specific film in the time of my life. So it speaks to me uh-huh. more. But I look much like the Blade Runner films. For me, it's all one story. It's all kind of the arc of Ripley, and uh, it's all really gripping and really well made, despite the problems that Alien Three had. Um, it's three incredibly made films that you, you know, that you'd be hard pressed to make again. The, the Ripley's through line of all of them is just obviously they weren't made um, with the other stuff in consideration, but the way they all crafted it together works perfectly for me. Despite all of all of the other flaws within Alien Three, the just the end of that is just the end of the story is just perfect to me. Yeah, love it. I would agree. And uh, tonally as well, you know, I'm 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 a morbid person myself. Obviously, with the fascination of um, of the fear of the alien. So the the darker tone and the um, nihilistic tone of Alien Three just resonates quite a lot with me. Yeah, as 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 it does with me. Now, uh, in terms of your relationship, and I, I mean your in the sense of AVP Galaxy, you know, I know that you guys have somewhat of a maybe working relationship isn't the right word, but uh, a good communication with 
uh, some people at Fox. How did that start? Like, and I know that you've been able to interview and speak to a lot of people. Was that just a, a slow process of you, much like with us at, you know, at Perfect Organism? Do you just kind of reach out and see who'll talk to you? And the ones who say yes, you interview, and that's that. Is that kind of how things um, happened with you? And I know that you, obviously, for uh, Alien Covenant, you, you were flown to, or I don't. I don't know how far you lived from that premiere, <laughs> but you're not, not very far. Yeah, so you were involved in 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 the premiere. You were uh, considered an influencer. Um, I did. I wasn't down as an influencer, actually. Oh, you weren't. But but no. It's, what was your? It's it's, 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 it's funny. Um, I say funny. It amuses me. So, I. It's all sort of tied together. So I didn't. I never finished explaining how I got involved with AVP Galaxy. This, okay. all sort of, this all sort of goes around the same sort of time frame as to when it all sort of took off. Um, so like I said, I was friends with Darkness already, and I was friends with this this other chap, this Ian. Um, we'd all shut down, but as... We'd all shut down, you know, around about the same time. I'd managed to last until that, that Ain't It Cool News review came out for Requiem, what was Requiem at the time. Um, and then... Darkness a few months later messaged me asking me if he could have the reviews and the various interviews I'd already done at that point. So at this point it's just it's just a couple of comic reviews, it's it's a couple of interviews with um people who'd worked on fan stuff. Uh, or I think I'd even managed to chat to one of the guys who worked on the old car game that I mentioned. Um so I said, Yeah, whatever, go for it. Do you want some help? And I've been with him ever since. So this is... So I've been working on that since 2006. Okay. Wow. Um, And at that point, I just... I kicked into it. I just went for it. So I got a lot of interviews with... Uh, this was when Dark Horse Press were kicking out the books again. Um, so they did, they did like six alien books. They did four Predator books. Um, funnily enough, the Predator books were a lot better than the Alien books. Um, but at this point, I just I, I went to these authors and I I said, you know, I work for the website. Can I chat to you about the thing and do a little Q and A, whatever? And that was really when I sort of got um, my first experience chatting to quotation marks official, you know, official people involved with with the franchise. I, I hate how much of my early stuff's actually viewable online because <laughs> I, I, I was 17, 16, 17, 18 years old, just messing about online. So there's a there's a real sort of how I evolved with skill <laughs> uh, accessible to view online. Yeah. Uh, same as uh, the podcast actually. I, I was I went back to listen to some of the older ones uh, as prep for another one I was doing, and just hearing the vast difference in quality between. Oh, it's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, so we proper kicked into it. The new film was coming out, and you know we were we were all over it. And I can't remember exactly how it happened, but f- I think it must have been some leaked photos or something that we'd shared. And Fox got in touch with us to ask us to take them down. And it was as simple as that. That started a relationship with people at Fox that eventually turned into a very 
a good relationship to the point where I was invited down to the premiere of Covenant by as a guest of this same lady that I've been talking to for 10, 12 years now. Wow. Yeah. So I, that, that's, that's why I didn't go, I didn't go down as a, as an influencer. I went down as a guest of this, you know, this department that I'd, I'd had such a long contact with. That was an experience. That was, that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. That was the first time I'd ever been to a press junket and it was, absolutely terrifying yeah i mean i of course i was there um at least via um i think they were broadcasting via social media and mm-hmm. you know seeing a lot of people on camera like lewis nostromo and um that was it was a huge event it was a huge event i'd i'd never seen anything like that and of course um with prometheus and uh, I, i'd like to talk about that a little bit just because in terms yeah, of sure. a, in terms of uh, AVP Galaxy, just because Prometheus was this heralding return of Ridley Scott to sci-fi, the first science fiction film he's made since Blade Runner, and the the um, the interest in it um, was through the roof. Um, I mean, so fans were just clamoring, and those trailers were amazing, and all of these things. Uh, and I, I'm just curious kind of what, uh, on your end, and in terms of AVP Galaxy, this is really before social media was king. So it was 2012, and things were, people were on social media, but it's not like it is today. Um, so I'm curious what that energy was like. <laughs> it's it's funny, because I always say it's funny. It, it, it amuses me, personally, because of how much, before Prometheus came out, we would all sort of say things like, oh, we just need Ridley Scott to come back for Alien 5, stuff like that. And then all this buzz around uh, an Alien, it came out as an Alien remake to start with. That was what what was first sort of um, shared around all the outlets Um, by his his daughter. It was was somebody married to somebody he was related to is who it was originally came out as Carl Rinch, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, at that, at that point it's all like, Ooh, a remake. Who's this guy kind of thing. Yeah. And, and then, they wanted him to direct it right first mm-hmm. and really was going to produce it. Yeah. So that, that's what the, the initial news was. And then, then it was Fox won't go forward with it without Ridley. And then somewhere along the lines, the story changes to Ridley's always wanted to, or was always going to do it, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so you know, there was definite, there was definite sort of fascination. But it wasn't until I think really it was Ridley Scott's doing an Alien prequel that we all sort of maybe felt a bit of hope, I guess. Um, I mean, obviously that would all sort of go down the pan and make everybody realize that Ridley was one cog, <laughs> one cog in a machine that made Alien great. Um, but more fool us for saying one tip be great for Ridley Scott to come back. But there was, you know, there was definite excitement there. Um, and I think probably for a long time when it was announced that it wasn't going to be an Alien prequel, but it was going to be a... Well, we didn't know what it was going to be. When Prometheus was announced as Prometheus, nobody had a clue what it was going to be. 
Um, so for you know a while, I I didn't really know whether it was something I should be excited about um, or not. But then you know when the obvious alien connections kept um, kept being you know more obvious, it got interesting. You know, it got interesting again, and it it was a fun film to it was a fun film to follow. And those first trailers were, <laughs> I remember the excitement of that. That was amazing. Yeah, uh, that that siren that you know, haunting siren from the first film and uh, just those visuals. I mean, the visuals for Prometheus are just sumptuous. They're incredible. Uh, I I will never forget that time. And I remember too, just the kind of vocal acrobats or the, that um, um, Lindelof was doing like, is this an alien film? I don't know. It's kind of a little bit stupid, but um, (laughs) very much. so. And we knew, you knew from, the trailers, them using the, you know, the, the sound, you know, that the siren from Alien. Of course, it's an Alien film. It's just titled something different um, because he wanted to kind of step away from maybe the the, the constraints. Direct. Yeah, of of the, the but it was so exciting. And even in fact, I mean, I, I, I will also credit AVP Galaxy for my first, even though <laughs> on retrospect, uh for my first interview with somebody involved in an alien film, which was Carlos Huante, which, Uh and I remember all of that. He got upset with me because I, he thought I was with AVP galaxy and I wasn't intending, but that's what the, that's what happened. And it was this embarrassing mess. Um, but really (laughs) you guys released it. You released the interview, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was reading it not too long ago, to be honest with you. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, really, uh, AVP Galaxy was the center, was the focal point of uh, of um, fandom at the time, and then, of course, then Prometheus released, and you know, we, we know the story after that. Yeah. Do Do you remember the that really really good blog that was out at the same time? Um, Alien prequel news. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. He. He always gave us a run for his uh, money. I, I I enjoy friendly competition like that kind of thing. I actually ended up meeting him um, in person because before. So when the trailer came out was when we obviously knew it was alien. It was space jockeys. It was the aesthetic was there totally. as well yeah, to to yeah. some degree and, and the sounds and stuff. But you know before all that, the months before all that, we were getting all these leaked set photos and. The, the airlock that looked like the um, Nostromo airlock, the sort of Giga um, architecture that was in a lot of the uh, a lot of the leaked photos and stuff as well. So that that was all fun uh, leading up to it. Going, yeah, that's definitely an alien film. That's definitely an alien film. And then the trailer comes out, and that is definitely an alien film. And there was a so uh, the guy who ran this blog, I think his name was Christian. Um, we ended up both speaking at like a Prometheus speculative panel, uh, a convention um, at the Space Center in in the UK in Leicester. And, you know, <laughs> oh, I remember I remember one of the days there was a brilliant, brilliant quote. So it, it was at the Space Center in, like I said, so it, it was, you know, it was still open to the public and stuff. And. We're all sat there. There's there's me. There's Christian. There's Ian Fowler. No, Ian Nathan, who writes for Empire. He wrote one of the books. Um, 
Alien Vault. He wrote the Alien Vault. And we're all up there sort of chatting about this speculative uh, connections between Prometheus and Alien and this little old woman in the crowd. So we're all throwing out words like space jockeys. And this woman in the crowd, um, when the mic's given out to everybody to ask for questions, starts having a go at us all because it's got nothing to do with horses. Nothing to do with horses? Yeah, so because we're just using jockey. Oh! (laughs) That was so random, and it was one of the things that I always remembered from that. Is this little old woman shouting at us <laughs> because it had nothing to do with horses? Uh, because we had like leaked photos showing up as like a special treat and stuff, and like new exclusive photos that the that had been given to everybody. So that was awesome. Sorry, I digress there. No, that's all right. Actually, I, I'll never forget like seeing some of those leaked photos from Prometheus, and we got to see the the uh, the, the the landing part of the ship, and it had those stripes on it, just like um, the. Uh, the Nostromo and just everybody freaking out like, oh my God, it looks so much like the Nostromo. Like, I just remember freaking out and that first, you remember the first image that we saw of Prometheus and it was of Shaw being blown away? In the dust storm, yeah. Yeah, I just... Not, not having a clue what it was at yeah, the time. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was, I, 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 in some ways it's disappointing because the excitement was so much fun and the films mm. weren't as fun. Well, um, that but, is Half the fun of, oh, of these oh, fun yes. of these films is is the excitement leading up to them. You know, for how crap um, Requiem ended up being, that was so much fun. When, you know, waiting for the Red Band trailer and dissecting all the gore and stuff, um, and following all the lead up to the first AVP. Since that was the first film I ever got to track, um, you know, Resurrection had come out six, seven years before that. So I was still in school at that point. I never followed that. But that that's sort of why the first ABP will always be a little bit special to me because it was the first first things I, I followed avidly mm-hmm. on online. And and it's been the same with you know, it was the same with Prometheus. It's been it was the same with Covenant as well. So regardless of the the ultimate finished experience that lead up is just always so much fun oh it really really truly is i mean it it is half the fun and um hopefully one day we can get a a film or whatever um that unifies us in the excitement and build up as much as you know in the actual final product at least more than um the last couple of films have for sure It's a shame you're not really into gaming as much because you, <laughs> Alien Isolation was probably been one of the only real recent times where the lead up and then the final release was just brilliant. Oh, I agree. And, I played Isolation actually. Um, oh, you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, with my friend Dan, who uh, is one of the partners on the Blade Runner uh, podcast, um, and it's incredible it is really incredible and it's a really amazing game um i Mm -hmm. i I just don't have the patience for games i don't feel like i have the time for them especially now that i'm running too i just don't i just don't have the time um but i I will agree with you i think that fandom is unified behind that game and the aesthetics of the game i mean even as you very well know neil blomkamp is very much like man this game is the shit and if we're Mm going to make the sequel or whatever he was going to do we need to look at what they did and kind of replicate that to some degree 
Um, so I, I'm with you there. Yeah, he talked about uh, how that had influenced his sort of uh, design aesthetic, didn't he, during the lead-up. And it's funny because that's another one that started off with people up in arms. I, I vividly remember, you know, when it came out that it was Amanda uh, Ripley as, as the protagonist, everybody being like, what the hell? You know, how, how does that work? Why does that need to work? And then it ends up being this brilliant, uh, brilliant experience and this very sort of emotional and personal experience that just worked out so well in execution. So, you know, to go from the sort of fan upheaval that is, is pretty typical of anything that you're not expecting to it being executed so well was, was a, a fun, a fun go as well. Fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just that everyone did welcome it. And, uh, and it was a really plausible story. You know, there's a whole, who was Ripley's daughter, you know, and some of that is a little bit, um, most people have only seen the theatrical cut of Aliens. They haven't seen the special edition. Of course, a lot of us hardcore fans have, and most of us, that's the only version we watch. But a lot of us don't even know she had a daughter. So it's almost, it's a it's a game about this, that features a character only seen in the special edition. So it's, it, uh, and, you know, but it's a very plausible story. So it, it's great to, it's great to see uh, people rallying behind that and ex- embracing it, um, for sure. So it's it's nice to know that there's some more unifying things that we have got, you know, these last few years. It's not all doom and gloom. No, I would agree. And uh, you know, I to let me just kind of ask you. I don't want to keep this much longer than forty five minutes. Um, so we have <laughs> less than ten minutes. Uh, what uh, what are your hopes for the the universe? Like, what do you uh, are are you hopeful? Like, obviously, you know, we we are dealing with um, kind of two separate groups of people who are let down or maybe they like parts of the prequel. Some people, you know, like I, I don't like Prometheus at all, though I love to watch it because it's so beautiful. But I love parts of Covenant. I mean, I will watch parts of Covenant over and over. Um, but we're, we're in this place where we don't really know what to expect. The last two films haven't really performed well. Um, what, do you, what do you feel like is the, the future of Alien? What I would like is a soft reboot. Um, I, I'm at this point where, you know, Ridley Scott, you've burnt me twice now. I don't think I've got the goodwill in you to to go through with this a third time. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does get to finish out his, his prequel trilogy. You know, he's very obviously cozying up with uh, the new overlords now. He's doing Merlin for um, Disney. Um, so I think there's a, a reasonable possibility that he might get to do a third one. I don't really want it though, um, just because I, I I don't trust him to handle, you know, handle Alien with with care. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 more interested in in David and the AI stuff, and that's great because I love David. David is one of the the main throughs of prometheus and covenant that i genuinely love even even you know the dr frankenstein um, dr moreau kind of david that he turned into in in covenant i i can dig that um but he's more interested in that than he is with you know handling the alien and um, to the point where i think he doesn't show the other films any respect um doesn't show aliens or three or resurrection any sort of respect and it's just what he wants to do he'll do i don't like that Although it might push him 
if if he's you know there is some speculation who knows where it comes from but there is speculation that Fox is giving him a small budget to finish his trilogy I don't know if that's true um, but it might really push him to make a really good third film in his prequel trilogy really uh, it might force him to um, we can hope so you know I can I, I mean I don't it would really have to be something where he's you know uh, collaborating and um, kind of turning, I don't know if this is even possible, but um, kind of stepping back into the man he was in 79 and um, with li- more limited funds, uh, working with the cast more. And, I, you know, there's a, such a big difference between the Ridley Scott who is directing today as opposed to the Ridley Scott who was directing in 78, mm-hmm. making Alien, where he was under stringent budget limitations. Um, but he also brought in his cast weeks ahead of time to rehearse. And so by the time they got in front of the camera, these people really knew each other. There was a real sense of camaraderie among them, and you saw it on camera. Um, so who knows? I, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful that if he's given a third film, that it might be something really, really awesome. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I hope he does a good job with it, but I think he's, he's completely different, man. He's, he's, he, he plays the game. And that's what means he gets to make the films he wants to make because he he plays the you know he plays the Hollywood game. He comes in under budget. He always brings his films at two hours. He knows what he's doing to be able to keep making films, and that's what he enjoys. Um, he's not, you know, it's not um, Alien Days. He's not punching half the set, the you know, the roof of the set in over frustrations with dealing with the studio. He he's he's rolling with them, and great for him, you know. Great for when we get films like The Martian. You know that film made me think that, you know, there might have been, might have been um, a good hope for Covenant. Now let me get, you know, let me put it down. I do enjoy Covenant up until that last third. So for the most part, yeah, we I agree in that respect. Yeah. So for the most part, I do genuinely enjoy Covenant. You know, it's it's uh, probably just under the initial trilogy for me, above Resurrection and the AVPs and Prometheus, but. <laughs> It's just how it's just how he handles the alien. I, I don't I don't particularly care for it. I would hope that what we'd get is, you know, they'll hand it off to um, New Blood. You know, they'll they'll do a. I said soft reboot earlier. By that I mean you know like a, a sequel that's you know set contemporary to Aliens and Alien Three, but it's off to the side out of the way where they can, you know, tell a story. Um, at the same time and that you know that doesn't intrude on the other stuff and you know just get new talent involved get a new storyline going off somewhere and stop revisiting Ripley stuff stop recycling her sort of uh, archetype character just new blood that's all that's that's what I want yeah yeah absolutely I would agree there um, and you know just from you know the speculation and rumors about a, a series it does seem like Fox is committed. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to the the name Fox if they're going to, from what I know, they're going to remain Fox. They're just going to be the parent company will be Disney. Um, none of that is official. That's just what I've been told. Um, I definitely heard that there was reports of them keeping Fox 2000 and Searchlight. Mm-hmm. I think it was, but I, n- I never saw mention of any official mention anyway of, of what they do with the you know the main bulk of Fox and ideally that's that's really what where the future of Alien will lie it won't be under the Disney banner it'll be no. under some other company yeah. that they own yeah. which is what they've always done with R-rated stuff in the past as well I mean, oh, yeah. they owned they owned Miramax at one point if I remember rightly when it was putting out all Tarantino's crazy um, yeah. 
crazy R-rated stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so lastly, I just want to kind of ask, is there anything kind of, is there anything happening at AVP Galaxy, anything that you're working on that we should, everyone who's listening to this should kind of be on the lookout for? Oh, we're always working on something. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make better use of the YouTube the channel that we've got going. So there's lore videos going up at a much slower pace than, you know, the likes of the big boys on YouTube. Um, but it's going up because um, I, I go back and I research it all I start from the beginning, I read everything, I watch everything again and you know write it all up from, from basic um, so it does take me a bit of time to do these um, we're doing let's plays of the various games and we're two thirds of the way through AVP 2010 um, we'll be revisiting all of them, you know, isolation uh, ugh, cloning marines um, <laughs> the older stuff hell, even probably trilogy at some point just because of how much how special that is to me um of course we've got the podcasts always going every every month i try to do sometimes twice a month um i'm working on probably one of my favorite interviews right now actually we just recorded i just recorded a interview with cynthia scott who played dietrich in aliens and that was such a fun interview to do i'm really looking forward to pointing that one out yeah that's great Um, she's awesome very mm, small role but it's it's great Honestly, they're the more fun to do because we're at this yes. we're at, yes. we're at this point where, you know, we've got Charles de Lozarica's phenomenal um box sets and, you know, all the you know, all the um Michael Bean and Bill Paxton and Sigourney Weaver stories have all been told. Um and these these smaller parts haven't didn't get the same sort of attention in those box sets, so there's so much stuff that we might not necessarily know about these guys. Which is, you know, is um what I learned about like Cynthia, you know, there was stuff in there. She told me that she'd filmed that I'd never known was filmed and hasn't appeared in like the, the special editions or anything. So there's, you know, there's so much fun and so many hidden uh, gems to be had in, in talking to people like that. So yeah, uh, podcasts every month. guys. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Of course I've listened to yours. I think they're awesome. I don't listen to them as much as I should just because I'm not a predator guy. And I just, I, I, I'm a, I'll watch the Predator films. I enjoy them. I'm just like, I don't, they're very different experience. And you probably know this than Alien, where Alien is really layered. And it's, there's so much beneath the surface with Alien, whether it's Ripley's story or even the prequels, which I don't like as much. There's a lot there. Whereas with Mm -hmm. Predator, for me, it's just more of like, oh, big, ugly guy killing. All right. You know, it's. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of people will say that about those films, but I read a recent sort of dissection. Um, it's probably on your group as well. Uh, Eric Hansen, I think it is, is his name. Um, sort of dissected the meaning behind Predator and, and the way it was put together as this deconstruction of, um, you know, sort of masculinity kind of thing and, and technology. So th- I think there's a little bit more in it than a lot of people tend to give it credit for. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying you're not giving it credit. No, no. <laughs> just, I just think just... it's one of those things that it, 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 different things hook us. And for me, I think the star of the Predator films is the Predator. Whereas for me, what connects me to Alien is the human journey. And I'm not. I'm. I'm a creature guy for sure. I just there is something a little bit too classically machismo about the predator that just doesn't appeal to me the way football doesn't appeal to me 
<laughs> that's the only one. I, the only way I can explain <laughs> it. That's what you get when Arnie's, you know, the sort of um, big header of, of the franchise. I, Predator will never escape Arnie as, you know, as, as a main focus of what people think of that thing. But even then, you know, I, I will say this now, just because it says Alien vs. Predator on the title, it doesn't mean... <sighs> there's there's twice as much stuff to Alien as there is to Predator, and there's half as much again for AVP. Most of the content tends to actually be Alien, um, simply due to the sheer amount of content there is to discuss. Oh, At the minute... At the minute, yeah, there's a lot of Predator sort of news and stuff because that's what the film is. The, you know, the next film's the new Predator film. Um, and I, I honestly, I do try and balance it a little bit, but it's so hard to do just because, like I said, the, the amount of content. For sure. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks for taking the time. I know you got a lot to do, um, but it was just important for me that I, I just feel like and believe, and you know this, that you are really a pillar. I mean, I, when I started, per, before I started Perfect Organism, the first person I went to was you saying, is there a, is there a, an alien podcast, a formal one? And you were like, no, we do one, but you guys are, you know, AVP. So it wasn't like a, a pure alien podcast. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and I, of course, you know, you know how I mean that. Um, and I, I really attribute you and my friend Philip, who does the Dark Crystal podcast as being, people that inspired me to kind of start perfect organism and we're kind of the only thing of our kind um aside from what you guys do and some of the minute podcasts and uh we we are who we are because of you guys um in large part so thank thank you very much absolutely For more on this and our other projects, please visit www.perfectorganism.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, find us on our closed Facebook group, Building Better Worlds. To support the show, please consider visiting www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. We've got some great perks available. And as always, please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing the show. We can't tell you how much your support means to us, but we can hopefully show you by continuing to provide better, more ambitious, and more dynamic content for years to come.